Hey guys, I'm Eric McLean. And I'm Kelly Gramlich. It's time to talk some ACC football. Let's go. Monday, everybody, and welcome into the Graham Lick and McLean podcast presented by Ingles, the official supermarket of Graham Lick and McLean. Mac, so much football to discuss. Before we get into some football, though, we have to do some shout outs, some basketball shout outs. OK, so I'll start with one of them. Clemson, the Clemson men win the Asheville championship. Ooh. So shout out to the Clemson men and shout out to Ingles, who was a big sponsor of the Asheville championship. You've been hearing about it from us for a month now, and we had our Clemson preview episode that's still on our YouTube page if you want to check it out to get ready for some more of the games coming up. But shout out to the Tigers who get it in two really close games, Mac. They get it done in Asheville. Yeah, uncomfortable games, yeah. I will say. <laughs> I was watching like, oh, God, what are we doing? <laughs> I'm sure Coach Brunell felt the same way. <laughs> right. <laughs> and then, uh, But it was fun, and they got it done. They got it done. I'm sorry, KG. It, it was fun to see it. And they shot the heck out of the ball. Three-pointers were like in fuego in that championship game. Uh, on Sunday night to to get it done. So that's what you love to see. KG and I are shooters. That's what we want. We want a lot of shots flying through the air. Okay, speaking of shooters, let's talk about the big event that we went to on Thursday. We were both there for ACC Network covering the Ally tip-off between Virginia Tech and Iowa. It was epic. That game delivered in every way. Caitlin Clark had 44 Iowa won by four, by the way. Vegas knows they were favored by three and a half. It's crazy. They won 80 to 76. Georgia Amor had 31 for Virginia Tech. The atmosphere was amazing. Towards the end of the game, the Hokie fans were yelling, let's go Hokies. The Iowa fans, let's go Hawks. And they were trying to yell over each other. And it was just so loud. Mac, I absolutely loved it. And I know you did too. I had no question about it. And again, I have to give a ton of shout outs and, and love to uh, the Charlotte Sports Foundation for putting on the event. Um, I, I did a super sad, sappy post. Go check that out. But Mac, I meant so every sweet. word of it. Seriously. That was so sweet. I know, but I, I did. I did because it's uh, it, it's just the future. And, you know, obviously I, I look at this through different eyes and, and always have supported, but but think about it way differently now. And uh, it, it's just cool, you know, for her to be there. And I, it's when Miller, uh, shout out Miller. Uh, hit me up about that way back when I think like June or July this this maybe came to light or came to fruition. Um, I was so excited and was like Amelia's going like she's however many months old six months old but she's going and now of course she, she's 13 14 months old um, and that was just something I was so excited for and it was awesome for her to see it and play with the basketball on the court and you know to see Liz and, and to see Georgia and uh, you know, Caitlin and Gabby, like all these girls. I mean, just see them, you know, playing at peak performance. Um, she was just, we were on the the sideline watching shoot around and she was just in awe. I mean, and doesn't even really know what she's looking at, right? I mean, obviously she sees people and, and she loves the basketball, but she didn't even know. But that, that was so cool for me. Um, and just a top class, top notch event. I mean, I, I went to the final four, um, mm-hmm. Out in Dallas. Yeah, don't you know, rub for, it for in, Mac. Girls. Sorry. I know. I, I just, as soon as I pregnant. said that, I was like, ah, sorry. This is going to be awkward. <laughs> um, but, that, I mean, that felt very similar atmosphere. I mean, the exact same thing. And, you know, just world-class events. So, I hope they do it again. I uh, hope Ally does it again. Hope hope the, uh, you know, Charlotte Sports Foundation does it again. Because it was so cool, so fun. And it delivered. I have to say, partner, before the game, you tweeted out, this point guard matchup mm-hmm. is going to be nuts. And then it, like, exceeded that. It went way past what we thought. Those two were insane. 
like I said, Clark had 44, Georgia had 31, and they were just going punch for punch, back and forth. It was electric in that building. Kenny Brooks, we interviewed him afterwards on ACC Network, and he said it was louder than the Final Four in that building. Yeah, I agree. I agree. It was crazy. crazy. It was so much fun. I hope they keep doing it, but shout out to the Charlotte Sports Foundation and Ally and just everyone involved. And honestly, to Iowa and Virginia Tech, who are willing to play this type of game so early. We've seen a bunch of top 10 women's teams lose at this point. But also, let us know, before we get to football, that episode we did, Mac, with Liz Kitley and Gavin Marshall had over 5,000 views, yeah. and I'm kind of thinking people might want some more. So if, okay. if you just come to our YouTube for football, that's great. We will keep doing football three episodes a week. That's what we do. But if you want a little women's hoops, you know, Leave it in the comments. Below. Let us we know. We do what the people want, all right? People's champ right here. So if that's what y'all want. We can give it to you, whatever you need. Shout out to Wolfpack uh, Women's Hoops, by the way, beating UConn. That was unbelievable. Um, So it's fun. Listen, this league, as you know, KG, best in the world. And uh, these girls are balling right now. It's a lot of fun. Yeah, NC State was picked to finish eighth in the ACC, and they just beat UConn. Maybe a little undervalued. Maybe a little, (laughs) but still really good. Mac, you say people's champ. The people's champ also is Ingles. So let's hear from Ingles before we get to some football. It's time to discover the convenience and time savings of contact-free pickup with Ingalls Curbside. Just visit shop.ingalls-markets.com or download the app. And your Ingalls personal shopper gets to work with specialized training on how to select the freshest items for a pre-scheduled pickup. They'll even text you with updates. You pull up to a designated space and your personal shopper delivers your items right to your vehicle. Fresh, fast, and affordable. It's all in the bag. Ingalls. Low prices. Love the savings. All right, Mac, let's get into the football from the weekend. Let's start with Florida State. They win again. Number four, Florida State defeats Miami 27-20 to in a much closer game than we thought. We both thought Florida State would cover. I remember watching College Game Day Saturday morning, and everybody thought Florida State would win big. We should have known, Mac, this is a rivalry game. Rivalry games are different. FSU and Miami, It's it just is different when these two get together. I thought Miami really had a, a a new sense of purpose and kind of an, a new energy to them in this game. They actually outgained Florida State, which mm-hmm. was interesting. Mm-hmm. Emory Williams played until the very end when I, I don't even want to know what happened to his arm, Mac. Yeah. Um, that was kind of terrifying to see. But again, Florida State just finds a way to get it done. Yeah, no, they, they absolutely do. And it, it was very intriguing. Like you said, I, I thought that the uh, – you know, I thought the Knowles were going to roll, especially getting Keon back, Johnny back. I uh, just thought that offense was really going to be able to to take a big step and make a nice, impressive impression here, you know, against this team. But, you know, they just weren't. And, and I think at the end of the day, you just have to understand this rivalry is nuts. Like when I told you on Friday, you is you, our listeners, our viewers here, uh, throw everything out because of how heated and, and just how, you know, crazy this thing can be. I I didn't even believe in myself as much as this is when it was. So uh, truly, I mean, it was amazing to see, you know, Emory Williams go in there and, and hearing that he is is okay. He flew back with the team. So I'm not sure the extent of it, if, if he has to have some surgeries or what, but, you know, he stretched out trying to get that first down and, and just a couple guys landed on it. So not sure if it's, you know, shoulder or elbow, what, uh, but just praying for him and, and hope he'll be okay. The rushing attack from Miami was nice and, and they were able to really, you know, get some nice things, and then some chunk plays. I mean, that 85-yard touchdown, Jacoby George was just nuts. Mm-hmm. I mean, the things he was doing after the catch, that yak was was very in, in, impressive. 
Uh, but at the end of the day, Knowles did enough. And Jordan Travis, I thought, you know, made some really nice throws, some very trusting throws. I mean, there was this one time, KG, they're going in to score in the red zone. Keon Coleman isn't anywhere close to out of his break, and he just lobs it up and just says, Keon's down there. He'll he'll figure it out. And he did, and it was a touchdown. Uh, so super impressive. Trey Benson, uh, you know, had 80 yards, had a, a couple of chunky, nice runs and, and a couple of touchdowns there. But overall, 57 rushing yards, a little concerning for these guys and giving up, you know, 31 or 131. Uh, but they got it done. They got the W. Uh, North Alabama coming to town next for the Knowles. So kind of a get right game, tune it up, get everything ready. And then you head down to Gainesville for the massive game. And the Gators would like to do nothing more, KG, than ruin this season. So I, I'm hopeful that the Knowles understand what's at, at stake here and uh, really just continue to, to get it going because we need them to, to finish strong. Well, Mac, another get-right game coming up is the Florida game, you could argue. <laughs> you could. Um, that's rude, but I think it's true. <laughs> nice stack game, it does remind me it, – it reminds me of – I forget which year it was. I believe it was 2015 when Clemson was undefeated. Goes to South Carolina. Mac, you played in that game, and it was so uncomfortably close. It was. It was. Especially at the end. I think South Carolina scored – like maybe two touchdowns in the final yeah. five minutes, something crazy. Like we had a three and out, I believe, and just, you know, whatever. Like the game's over, but then they made it way closer. You're just like, I don't like this. So you're right. It, it could it could be like that. And at the end of the day, winning is all that matters for the Knowles. It is all that matters. And they got it done. I think people understand this is a rivalry situation. I also – I stand by that Miami is better than their record. They have had some clunkers. Don't yeah. get me wrong. The NC State game, yeah. of course. Right. But if if TVD was playing at his ACC Rookie of the Year level, this defense is good enough. Yeah. And the run game has been really good for Miami, as you pointed out, Mac, as they were in this game. So Miami's got some dudes. And I think this still was – it was a battle. Yeah. We watched it. And, and Florida State – Credit them, though, Mac, because we're getting to that point in the year where Florida State, when they're playing Miami, even when they're playing Florida, even North Alabama, even though they you know, can't beat them. But, of course, as I say that, who knows what's going to happen. Florida State has so much more to lose oh, yeah. in these types of games. Yeah. So much more is at stake for Florida State. And this team hasn't really been there before. And the fact that they're still getting it done, they're not tightening up in those final situations, they're still finding a way to win, that's huge. And, Mac, I, I am so – we'll see when the playoff rankings come out on Tuesday. But when you look at – I get what Michigan and Georgia have left. But when you look at Michigan and Georgia's strength of schedule, yeah. it is lower than Florida State's. Right. <laughs> Why on earth is Florida State four? I just – I'm still annoyed by that. But they win. That's the bottom yeah. line, Mac. No, it is. And, again, it's – you know, there's some dreams, there's some aspirations, some personal awards that I know JT doesn't care about. But just to look at that for a second, he he's going to have to – have some really big statistical games these last couple to, to be in that thing because there's others around the country that are. You know, when I look at what Jaden Daniels did against Florida, I mean, that that's never, never been done before. I mean, that's crazy to have 350-plus passing yards, 200-plus rushing yards. That's insane. That dude is skyrocketing, you know, into kind of the Heisman favorites and, and the numbers there. Uh, and, and like you said, with the schedules, I think they're fine. I mean, I think the committee's already shown that by having them four uh, and not having Washington ahead of them, uh, because I think that could be a problem and maybe a legitimate argument. I'm sure people over on the Pac-12 network uh, are arguing that, that they deserve to be there. 
uh, and the wins and the games that they have in front of them. Um, but again, just win if you're Florida State. And truly, like you said, so much at stake, so much in front of you. And I hope those you know players truly understand that from all aspects of you know what this game is, KG. Two things on that. A, FSU beat Jaden Daniels. So something to keep in mind. If he continues to ascend, I think that should matter. And B, I truly, this is so cliche to say it. I'm not sure I've ever seen a quarterback of a top five team who I I really think cares less about the Heisman than Jordan <laughs> Travis. I, I really don't think he cares. Yeah. Wow. And 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 some players say that just to say it. We've talked with Jordan quite a few times. You've talked with him more than me, Max. So tell me if you think you di- if you disagree, but I don't think he cares. No. I think the bottom line for him is to stay undefeated, win the ACC, go to the playoff, try to win a national title. Heisman isn't even on his yeah. mind. No, there's no question about that at all. And you can tell just by the way he answers any question you ask about him, he immediately goes to other people. Like he he just, he doesn't number one want the attention. Number two, all he cares about is team. All he cares about is winning. Uh, and that's a guy that you want in your corner. And, uh, you know, I think it's obviously seen his development and his growth uh, has truly been fun. But he is. he He's that perfect team guy, KG. He is. I think Mac may care more about the Heisman for JT <laughs> than JT does care about Facts. the Heisman. No question. <laughs> all right. Let's get to our next game here. Mac, you were at this one. So I want to hear all about the atmosphere and the vibe. Number 24, North Carolina beats Duke 47 to 45 in double overtime. The ending to this game, really, what, maybe six minutes to go in the fourth quarter and then into overtime, was absolutely bonkers. The back and forth, the, you know, drive, and then Duke scores on this crazy play, and then North Carolina goes and scores. And then when you think Duke has sealed it with that touchdown to Jordan Waters, and then UNC somehow finds a way to get a field goal, it was just wild. This was a really fun college football game, Mac, and I know you enjoyed being there. No, it it was crazy. Um... And, uh, you know, first of all, just got to give some love to Carlos Boozer for hooking us up with some basketball tickets. Uh, We got to go see Duke play Arizona. I had been there. It was a long time ago. It might have been four years ago. Um, Whenever it was, a long time ago to watch a game. Uh, It was a small school, Colorado State, maybe, maybe even smaller than that. Um, And it, it was still fun. Like, it was cool, great atmosphere. But top, you know, 12 team coming to town. It was nuts. I mean, that was one of the loudest places just because of how small, how jam-packed it is in there, KG. That was one of the loudest environments I've ever heard in my – like my ear, my head hurt after we left the game, uh, and it was so close. And, and I think Duke's going to obviously get a lot better uh, just kind of figuring out who they are, who, who they want to be. Um, but So that was awesome on Friday night. And then just leading into the game, there was just a lot of people around. Like it was fun. It was a great mm-hmm. atmosphere. Everywhere we went, you know, you're seeing people tailgate and have a good time, which that's how it is most places, but it just felt a little different. Then we get into the game, and it is packed, juiced out, a lot of Duke fans, but obviously a ton of North Carolina, loud, great environment. And then when North Carolina won that game, and I mean, it was like everybody in the stadium was on the field. I don't know if you've seen any pictures. I'll send you some. It was crazy. I've never seen that many people on even like a Clemson game because, you know, it's just – it is what it is. But there was so many people, and it was crazy. And we're doing the show right there. Everyone's staying. Drake comes up, and, and we interview him, and then they just go nuts. So crazy game. And as you mentioned, I mean, Duke scored 22 uh, in the fourth quarter. There was a time, I think it was like 14 to 26 or so, and you're just like, man, you know, t- tough. You know, Carolina's going to win this thing because they had just, you know, kept the ball and, and were scoring. Um, 
and then Duke just explodes for three touchdowns to end the game to to have that you know chance to win it. And then, of course, just too much time for Drake May. 40 seconds, he marches down, they kick a field goal, eventually wins in double overtime. Unbelievable. I mean, it was so fun. Max, sounds like the atmosphere was awesome. It looked awesome. And, you know, we talked about this last week with UNC. This team was 7-2, and two, now 8-2. and two. This is an 8-2 and two team. They yeah. do have two really bad losses, but beyond that, this team's ranked. I mean, I, I was glad to see Carolina fans showing up in full force. I thought there were some very interesting calls down the stretch, Mac. Mm. A few of them mm. um, involving Bryson Nesbitt. When you talk about the catch that he had that was huge, that maybe was an interception, there was also a big P.I. call on him that helped out North Carolina. What did you think of some of these calls? Yeah, um, they, they were they were tough. Um, <laughs> I would have loved to seen a review, but you know, just didn't. No timeouts were taken. I, I don't know how the you know, if there's a coaching challenge or what. It, it's it's interesting with that rule. Um, but to me, here's what the deal: it looked like he caught it as he's coming down. The ball looked like it was moving to me, yeah. which seems to be fair game. And then when the pile separated, the Duke player came up with the ball. Um, now here's the deal: the rule is if it's a tie. It goes to the receiver. That's the rule. Which, if there was some point in the scuffle that the you know the referee said, "Hey, he's got it," is what it is, um, and, and that's the call. So I wasn't as you know irritated with that after I kind of watched it a couple of times. But in the moment, I was like, "That looks like an interception to me." You know, and I would have loved for them to take a little closer look at that. Uh, the PI, it's one of those things where I ask myself, okay, if this was my team, whatever, which obviously is Clemson. Would I be mad if that wasn't called? And I was kind of middle of the fence. I was like, yeah. mm, I don't know about that one. I just don't know. And, and I hate when, you know, refs are so that involved, especially to end games. But at the end of the day, don't, you know, don't give them the opportunity to be involved. And, uh, you know, that that's the, that's the biggest, you know, kicker there. But a lot of Duke fans in my messages and mentions talking about how they are not happy about those. Uh, but you, your team right was right there and had every chance. Um, and it, it is unfortunate that kind of came down to that. But I will say kind of the the things about North Carolina. Number one, I mean, Drake May is just – I've said this a lot, KG, but I think he's going to be the number one pick. I mean, just the things that I see from him, um, he was tackled like five times, like sacks, tackles for loss, whatever it is, and somehow the ball came out. And it went right to a guy uh, that, that got a first down or a touchdown – and I'm just looking at that like, how the heck does he do that? <laughs> I mean, it was crazy to, to see that and just that creative ability. But then also the, the fundamentals that it's like poetry in motion. He's dropping mm-hmm. back. There's a guy flying right at him, and he doesn't panic. He doesn't like get loud feet and like spread his feet and look around. He just literally subtly slides over. Guys goes flying by him, and he rips it, you know, downfield. And the decision-making, the 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 – one of the touchdowns, I can't remember exactly when it was, to, to Nesbitt, maybe it was overtime, where he throws the fade just yeah. right over the defender's head. I mean, there's no way that guy could even see the ball, number one. Secondly, not even touch it. And Nesbitt just comes down with a great catch uh, for a touchdown there. And then to do it himself in the second overtime to, to win it eventually, uh, you know, it, it just kind of shows the teammate he is. Uh, and it was awesome talking to him because that's potentially, most likely, uh, his last home game ever, uh, and and he said many times how much North Carolina means to him. This is this is why I came to North Carolina. He said over and over, and 
know, he might might have slipped up and said a fairy tale ending right there. So maybe he told us a little bit more than he wanted to. <laughs> uh, but to to beat Duke in that fashion in front of these fans and everyone to to kind of be there, um, he he's a really special player. I think we all understand. Barring something crazy, this is his last year at North Carolina. Yeah. <laughs> I would assume, Mac. I think the only the main issue for me with that PI call on Nesbitt was the flag was really late. A little late. A little late. <laughs> that was what, if I'm a Duke fan, I think that's yeah. what makes me the most mad is yeah. all, it came out of nowhere, it seems. Yeah, it, it did. But but again, you, you, you're you right there. So Duke, I know it's there's no moral victories. And I think you're actually at a point now where you don't look at moral victories because you yeah. have been winning. But Grayson Loftus? took a big old step forward. I mean, mm-hmm. th- there was not a lot of belief externally in that dude. Uh, if you talk to anybody that's not a, a Duke representative, uh, they're just like, oh, Carolina's about to kill these dudes. I mean, they, they have nothing. You know, they, they can't do anything. And Grayson Loftus, three tutties, was right under, right at six or 50%, uh, just cl- and clutch throws. I mean, every time that I kind of saw him one, two, three, drop back and rip it, I was like, ooh. That's a confident dude. So maybe mm-hmm. things to come in the future. Who knows? You know, obviously, you know, I think Riley's going to come back and, you know, be the guy, but there's always got to be another plan. There's always got to be a, a, you know, a succession plan. And Grayson Loftus really showed that he can be that and, and maybe a little more. I agree, Mac. I was really impressed with him. That was partly why I picked North Carolina is I wasn't sure how sure. Duke was going to look at the QB position, but he looked very good. And Duke had every chance in the world to win that game. Yeah. Brutal yeah. for the Blue Devils. Mac, speaking of young QBs, let's look at Louisville and Virginia. Number 11, Louisville beats Virginia 31 to 24. Jack Plummer's not young. He's old. He's been around forever. I'm talking about Anthony Calandria, who at times this year has really shown some spark, but also at times has been a little bit of a wild card. I'm thinking of that Maryland game specifically. But with Musket still out, he was really solid in this game versus Louisville, and he was the reason they almost won. Yeah. Louisville, they find a way with their now two-headed monster at running back in Jawar mm-hmm. Jordan and Grindo. And Grindo had that massive run at the end that really sealed it. But I liked what I saw from Calandria. And we know it's kind of like for Florida State with Louisville, you won. That's the bottom line. Find a way. And don't mess up my turf stat. I really appreciate Louisville not messing up the turf stat, Mac. <laughs> I did too, because I was going to be ticked. We bring it up, we discover it, <laughs> and then they just throw it away. Because uh, that game was super uncomfortable, super weird. I mean, you know, Louisville gets up 14 Thursday to zero, night. and you're just like, this is going to be an easy dub. These guys are going to continue to roll. Bit of a second half team at times. Uh, they're going to turn it up. Then Virginia comes out on fire in the third quarter. And actually, not really. I mean, there was some crazy, fluky things that happened to, to get to that point. But just the the turnovers, the ball bouncing the way it is, uh, it, it was nuts for them to score 21 like they did. Uh, pick six, young freshman, I think it was, got a pick six there. Uh, and, and then again, just a great heads-up play uh, by Malik Washington to, to pick up a fumble uh, and get into the end zone. Which, by the way, speaking of that fumble, Paris Jones, uh, we, we had an update from him on the ACC Network. Sounds like he is trending in the right way. Still very scary and, and a long, long road uh, ahead. But it sounds like he was walking around a little bit, kind of in the physical therapy, and he's being transferred maybe somewhere. Um, so that was good to hear. I mean, Virginia just has been dealing with so many crazy things. It's just it's super unfortunate, uh, you know, for them. And a team that's so close, right? Like, I know we want to talk about Louisville a lot here, but they are right there. And 
you know, what is it going to take to, to be able to kick that door down and, and to really take another step? I'm interested to see that. I mentioned Malik Washington. I mean, he just yeah. continues to be unbelievable. I mean, that dude had 155 yards. He's had 100 yards in like every game. He's going to be a great pro. I'm sure the Senior Bowl, if they haven't already invited him, that's coming soon. Um, and he's going to have a great you know opportunity to extend his career. But then you look at Louisville, and like you said, just find a way to win. I mean, they had a lot of guys involved. I'm counting here one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, like 13 different receivers. I mean, that's crazy. They're getting the ball out, getting a lot of people involved. The run game is still the, the massive piece of them. Um, and then it just comes down to Jack protecting that football. Just, you know, be who you are, do what you got to do, uh, get these guys going. And I feel okay because the, the system is nice. And I know because North Carolina win or won, excuse me, Louisville has not clenched necessarily i think they have like an 80 percent chance to eventually do that um but that championship game is going to be so fun kg it's going to be awesome if we get if. louisville florida state matt crazy things crazier things have happened in college football louisville has miami left at miami on grass and then they host kentucky but that doesn't matter for the ac title but it does matter for everyone who lives in the state of kentucky and for jeff brom so I'm. That's what. That's the game. Honestly, I'm really excited for is Louisville, Kentucky, and I know we got a little bit of time before that one, but we will definitely break that one down. Mac, let's get to our speed round. Run through some of these games. Clemson showed up and decided to play some football. Mac, and remember, this was one of the few picks I got right this weekend <laughs> because I went against my gut, and it feels like Clemson has turned a corner, mainly because. The last two games, they have won the turnover margin, and they have won wow. the games. So, Crazy how those I are related. Know. Maybe there's Bonkers. something to that, Bonkers. Mac. Yeah, <laughs> seriously. But Kate Klubnik was solid. He had four, four passing touchdowns, 205 yards, but was able to get the ball in the end zone, finish drives. Moffa and Shipley both were very productive. Moffa did get more carries and did start, which I thought was what should happen, but both of them were good. But, Mac, the defense – Four interceptions for Clemson by four different freshmen? That's insane. This defense just was on fire. You're absolutely right, KG. I mean, when, when you look at that, that, that was probably the most promising thing, right? Like you saw all these young guys getting opportunity, had a couple of vets out, and you're just like, oh, I don't know what's going to happen. Haynes King's been playing so well, throwing the ball, running like crazy. And uh, then they step up and, and just four picks and – just really great catches. I mean, you know, when you saw Terrell, the one-handed catch going like out of bounds, um, the opportunistic pick six to the house, that's like a couple of games now Clemson's been able to do that. I think they have had three maybe all year, uh, maybe more than that. Uh, they're, they're just – when your defense is scoring, you're at a super high level and you're able to do a lot of different things. Um, so love what I saw up there. The four sacks, they had like 12 tackles for loss, like – and PBUs. I mean, it was just crazy to see the, the the statistical game that we got from this this Clemson defense here. And then the offense. I, I did like, uh, for the most part, the, the scheme and, and how they did things. Running Moffa, like you said, him being able to start being that true kind of, you know, just sledgehammer running back that he is. Uh, and then using Ship creatively, getting him out on the edge, running those kind of outside concepts, throwing the ball to him to, to get kind of a, a quick you know, out route, if you will, there. Mm -hmm. Love what I saw there. Uh, and, and kind of the the attack moving forward, what it should be and what it can be. Uh, you're continuing to see Cade Klubnik get comfortable. 
uh, continuing to see him to grow. I mean, he made some really nice, just tight window, trusting back shoulder, just lo- love the throws that he made. And, and again, this young man's continuing to grow right before our eyes. Game reps is, are, are the most important thing. I mean, that, that's that's where you learn, and that's where you get better and, and grow. Uh, Bo Collins, again, just being a really you know just steady Eddie-type player when he gets involved and gets the ball. And then Tyler Brown, I mean, that catch was just – it was crazy. We were all sitting there, just to peel back the curtain, KG, we're all sitting there watching, and he just kind of reaches back, and the whole room's just like, oh, my – like everyone's standing up, freaking out. I mean, that was an absolute circus catch, and you know, just really fun to see. So this Clemson team, again, continuing to get better. Bowl eligible, shout out. Week 11, they got it done. They're going bowling, the Clemson Tigers, uh, in week 11, so that's amazing. Uh, and then Georgia Tech, obviously, <laughs> will, will get their opportunity or have a, a, a chance this next coming week as they'll be at home and we'll be handed down to Atlanta to hang out with them as they face Syracuse. The Tyler Brown catch was insane, and I think it shows a lot of promise for Clemson. And, and Mac, you were commenting on this to me about – Basically all the guys, not all of them, but most of them, most of the guys that made plays in that game for Clemson against Georgia Tech are young, yeah, freshmen and sophomores. And the recruiting that Clemson's been doing recently is starting to pay off. This has obviously been a rough year, a year not up to their standard, but you're getting so many of these young, talented guys reps, and that is going to pay off in the future. Yeah, no, there's no question about it, KG. It's exciting. Uh, and again, the recruiting class that's coming in next year, Yeah, uh, some really key pieces that that – you know, Clemson fans, Clemson coaches, uh, and I'm sure players are, are excited, you know, about. So it's going to be interesting. I know everybody wants that portal. It's going to be interesting to see uh, what what old Coach Sweeney does here, KG. Um, let's do that. Let's do something a little bit different. I want to just go back and forth on these last couple games because we need to get out of here. So I'm going to let you take your pick, and then I'll go after and kind of wrap them up here. Okay. I like that. Well, let's talk about Virginia Tech. I'm going to start with Virginia Tech. Virginia Tech destroys Boston College 48-22. to Max wearing his fighting gobbler shirt. We were both wrong. <laughs> we both picked BC. Dead wrong. And mainly because Virginia Tech had been so great at home. But when they went on the road, it was a struggle. Kyron Drones was spectacular. Virginia Tech has found their quarterback of the future. And he had 219 yards passing, 135 yards rushing. He passed for two touchdowns. He was absolutely excellent. This defense was really good. They forced turnovers. Kyron Jones took care of the ball. Tommy Castellanos did not for Boston College. So I was really impressed. And Virginia Tech, I wish I remember the stat, but this was the most points they had scored in an ACC game in a very long time. So Mm -hmm. shout out to Virginia Tech. They have a very good chance to go bowling, which would be huge for this program in year two. And a surprising big win for them in Chestnut Hill. Yeah, I think it's the the biggest you know road win since like 2019, something, or something. like that. Yeah, it's been a while. It's been a while, uh, and they they look super impressive. You got to love that and the way they bounce back. So look out for for those guys continue to roll the rest of the season. Uh, I was very impressed with NC State mm-hmm. and, and thought that that defense was just electric. I mean, the way that they kind of finished the deal there, uh, you know, interception for a two point conversion, take it the other way. Like 100 yards, Jalen Scott, big linebacker, uh, taking 100 yards to the house there, scoring two points for his team. Brennan Armstrong, we know the situation with MJ Morris. Uh, haven't heard anything new. We were hoping to, to maybe you know clear some things up. We just haven't heard. There's nothing new about it mm-hmm. other than uh, he's transferring. His dad went on some you know TV thing saying it's not necessary that he's leaving. And then the way Coach Dorn was talking about it, it, it just it wasn't great. Like he was disappointed and sad. Um, 
So no clue what that situation is is going to look like moving forward. I assume that he's leaving. Um, and Brennan stepped up. You know, he, yeah. he got the you know the job and and was super efficient. Twelve of seventeen, hundred yards through the air, a touchdown, and you know really nearly a hundred yards on the ground and, and another score. He just was having fun, but that defense was just nuts. I mean, Peyton Wilson again proving that he's one of the best players in the country. Uh, I, I think he's going to be the uh, you know ACC defensive player of the year. Had a couple of tackles for loss, handful of tackles. Uh, they they just I mean they kind of dominated. And then you look at the game that happened in Yankee freaking Stadium. Uh, that was, cr- I mean, first of all, we we sit sat here and told you guys, <clears throat> excuse me, that we had no clue what was going to happen in that game. Literally, I closed my eyes. My dog's over here. Sam, what are you doing? She's just like sniffing my workout equipment. It's very odd. Sam, <clears throat> what are you doing? You little weirdo. Um, but anyway, so we we had no clue what was going to happen. And I remember, KG, I closed my eyes, and I pointed at the screen, and it landed on Pittsburgh. So that's why I picked them. <laughs> and that was wrong. I should not have done that. But I also did not know uh, that that Syracuse was going to 100% take the quarterback approach Ooh, that I like Virginia it. did years ago, uh, put their big, massive tight end at quarterback and just say, hey, run left, run right, run wherever you want go for 150 yards, the most rushing yards ever for a tight end in Syracuse history. No, duh. Uh, and you love to see that LeQuint Allen was great. Greg Sherrier was double-gloved up, doing backflips over on the sideline. Uh, you know, whatever it takes, uh, those guys made it happen. It just nuts. And I like the creativity. Maybe it's a little bit of desperation, but guess what? It worked, and you have a shot to go bowling, which is unbelievable. You finished at Georgia Tech, like I mentioned, this weekend. Uh, we'll be there. Winner of that game's going bowling. And then verse Wake Forest. I like your odds here, Syracuse. Mm-hmm. Go do it. Keep doing what you're doing. Georgia Tech's given up a billion rushing yards per game. Just do the same thing, and you'll be just fine. So crazy weekend, KG. I think there's going to be another crazy one uh, coming up, but for sure to finish. Can't wait to break that all down. We'll have another great guest on Wednesday. Uh, not giving any secrets. you got to check it out. It's going to be a lot of fun. Uh, but we're going to finish this thing out right. We appreciate you guys tuning in. A little more hoops maybe to come down the road. Need you guys to jump in. These comments, if you want to do that, need you also to come over here on YouTube. Uh, Subscribe to the channel. We need your help there. And again, like I said, jump in these comments. It's fun to see everybody, what you're talking about there. And of course, the OGs over on Apple Podcasts. Rate, review, subscribe. We would greatly appreciate that. But until next time, we'll see y'all.